It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. They drop. Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming, it's a Friday, you made it. I mean, this is like sliding into home plate here. There's, as always on a Friday, a whole lot to go through. I'm going to be doing house cleaning, as I call it, which is getting rid of all sorts of topics that I've been trying to get to all week long, which means at any point you can interrupt me and change the subject if you want. Most hosts only do open phones on Friday. I do them at some point every day of the week, but Friday is the entire show. So you get a chance to vent so you can start your weekend in a tolerable frame of mind. Today's show is sponsored by ice. It's water, but in a solid state. Caution. It may fall from the sky. And it hurts when it falls from the sky in places like Wyoming. When I was growing up in Florida, if we had hail... By the time it got to the ground, you know, sea level, it was like pea size. Here in Wyoming, <clears throat> well, you've seen it. You've seen cars. I've, I've seen this many times before watching. Well, you have to. You see a car or truck go by and is dented as much as a golf ball has little dimples in it. Now, that's a good thing, actually. I wouldn't get that fixed. I'd keep it. See, I found out one day that the reason a golf ball has dimples it helps it to move through the air better. It actually helps its aerodynamics to have all those dimples. Yeah, that's why they do that. So if your vehicle is filled with all of those dimples, well, you're getting great gas mileage. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move. They say there's Jim and Casper, John and Gillette, and then there's Curly from Chugwater, John and Gillette. See you at 7.08 a.m.? Ah, okay. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, John from the Wyoming Society of Anesthesiologists. I'll make sure that you're clear. Call before then, John. I forgot to tell Miss Mary. I'll have to get that note through there. Okay, so some of the stories that I have, and I don't always like starting a Friday with really serious news. This one ought to make you feel good. I remember some years ago taking a tour of Savannah, Georgia, and I'm next to a graveyard that's right in the historic downtown area of Savannah, and next to it, there's an area that looks like it's a shuffleboard court. I think it is. Now, anyway, but uh, way back when, it was where people used to fight duels. Until eventually, dueling was outlawed in America. Missouri Senator files rule change to bring back dueling. Well, I mean, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, you know, there's some people I would like to. This Roy says there's been a lot of calls to bring back classic uh, bullying since without it comes, well, 
it, it seems to have veered off track. Uh, bullying is fraught with other challenges. Who wants a system that makes it right? What about you? Senator Nick, was it Schroer, I think is his name, a member of the Freedom Caucus, has laid other options on the table. We can be more civilized when dealing with bullies. And I wonder, does that mean government bullies too? Can you imagine calling out your your most hated senator for a duel? Let's go ahead and call Ocasio-Cortez. Or, or no, we, we can get a hold of Bernie Sanders and challenge him to a duel. We, we know he'll turn it down because he's a wimp. Anyway, he submitted a proposal for a rule change to the Missouri Senate that would bring back the ancient practice of defending one's honor with civility. A gentleman or gentlewoman duel to the death. Why the hell not? The rule change was the Missouri Senate. He's a Democrat, by the way. He says he's doing this in mockery, but as far as I'm concerned, he's a hero. Let's see. Missouri continues to escalate members of the Freedom Call. Oh, okay, no, this guy, he's, I'm sorry, he's a Republican. He's challenging a Democrat to a duel. He says it's done tongue-in-cheek. I don't care. If a senator, if his honor is impugned by another senator to the point that it's beyond repair, and in order to, wait, think, wait a second, think about this. The Republican says he's offended by the Democrat is essentially what he's saying. And so tongue-in-cheek, he's challenging him to a duel, which I think he should challenge for a real duel. Because when you take a look at the way the media slanders some people, the way politicians slander each other, I mean, imagine if you were actually able to do something about it besides taking them to court. Okay, so he said in the beginning of 2024 legislative session that the Senate has been nothing sort of an embarrassment. A chamber designed to be occupied with civil principal statesmen and women who have been overtaken by a small group of self-interested career politicians whom all too often remind me of my, well, of children more than colleagues. So he wants to be able to do something about it. So I look at this and I think... Why just bring this back for members of the House and Senate in Missouri if they have a problem because somebody else was slandering them, saying horrible things about them in the media? Let's just bring it back nationwide because I think we can solve a lot of problems here, especially if it's done in a civilized way. You know, the old way of dueling was with pistols, if you wanted to do it that way. Uh, that's where you square off with a certain number of paces and turn and point at each other. And the problem with those old pistols is it was ball shot. So you might take perfect aim, but that doesn't mean it's going to hit the opponent. But a lot of dual, a lot of a lot of issues were settled that way. Now I've always thought it, dueling was kind of stupid because let's say you and I are having an argument, and I'm right and you're wrong, but you challenge me to a duel anyway. During the course of the duel, you you kill me. Okay, I might be dead, but I'm still right and you're still wrong. It doesn't change the facts of the matter. But still, though, the number of people that you would like to line up for a duel, I'm thinking we could solve a lot of problems that way and rid ourselves of a lot of annoying people. But I also think it would shut a lot of people up because all you would have to do is turn to and say, oh, do you want to do I'm challenging you to a duel and do it very publicly.
And it really, if you want to look like a wimp, you're the person who turns it down. I mean, it's just you've just publicly humiliated yourself by saying no. So his idea of bringing back the duel, even though it's tongue-in-cheek, and my thought is, yeah, but there's a whole lot of people. It's like the Internet. You know, once people get behind their, their screen at home or maybe their cell phone, they think they can say anything because, well, they're anonymous. Who's going to come get them? But what if there are consequences? What if somebody let some, just left an obnoxious remark on your social media page, and rather than you just arguing back, or deleting the message or blocking him, you actually showed up in front of him and gave him a bloody nose. I bet you after that happened a couple of times, people would start start thinking twice about leaving nasty messages on social media. And the news media would certainly take a different tack about reporting the news if they knew that there were real consequences. My sister in Lake Wales, a duel does take less time and money than court. See? She's right. I mean, it's it's the cost of a bullet and the time it takes to fire the bullet. So what the hell? Doug and Cheyenne uh, challenged Biden to a duel for sure. <laughs> it's a for sure win. He'd shoot the wrong direction. Don and Laramie bring dueling back. will also bring back a resurgence of the banjo. Oh, dueling banjos. Yeah, we're not talking that kind of dueling. Today. Uh, Rianne and Fort Danger, bring back dueling. I can dig that. Jim and Casper, uh, excuse me, mister. Well, okay. <laughs> I like that. Jim and Casper, excuse me, mister. Never mind. I just wanted to interrupt you. Well, Jim, you succeeded. So why do you drink coffee every day? going to die without it? No, but you might. Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 613 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, I was actually going to go to something else, but I'll continue on just a minute with the, the whole story of dueling because I'm getting a lot of reaction to this. Also, IED John and Granite Canyon morning who are you and what happened to glenn a sports analogy to open the show doppelganger well just because i use the sports analogy to open the show doesn't mean i know what i was talking about so you know also dr john and gillette you are set just make sure to call before 706 and we'll get you in there so uh, john's going to be on as a guest for a few minutes and then at 706 at 806 the governor is on and this time we're going to be talking about his joining with other states for border security on the texas border because there's even the governor of south dakota christy Nome, is suggesting hey i might send uh, south dakota's national guard to go help out in texas don't know yet but she suggested that so that's later on this morning all right Back, back to the dueling thing real quick. If you're just joining me, there's a it, – it's a state senator thing in uh, – was it that same Missouri where he's tongue-in-cheek wanting to bring back dueling because he's having an argument with a Democrat. So let's just go ahead and bring back dueling. We'll settle the whole thing. Now, I told you the story before, but for those who haven't heard it, when I first got to Wyoming, I was given a tour of the Wyoming House and Senate by then Speaker of the House, Tom Lubnow. And we were walking down this hallway that had all of these big pictures filled with faces on it 
from past Wyoming House of Representatives, all of the members of the House, going all the way back. And one of them had a big tear up the middle. And he told me that was a time when an argument had started on the floor of the House here in Wyoming. And it got so bad that, well, it became a brawl. And at one point, someone picked up that picture and busted it over the head of an opponent. All right, so it was sort of taped back together and put back up again. That entire incident was stricken from the record, by the way. However, the Tribune Eagle, local newspaper at the time, was there. So they recorded one reporter up there in the gallery, and he knew he had a story then, boy. He was so happy to see this happen because you're know, usually watching, if you've never done it before, watching the House and Senate in session can be interesting for a few minutes, but then it gets really boring until something like that happens. So my whole idea of bringing back dueling on a national scale, my idea would simply just shut some people up before they ever said anything. Because think about when you turn on television news, talk radio for that matter, and listen to commentators and some of the outlandish, outrageous things they say about other people, would they say those things if they knew there might be a duel? Then you got to ask yourself, do you want to duel with pistols? Or do you want to go before there were pistols when a duel meant drawing swords on each other? I mean, that takes a little more skill. How do you want to go ahead and do this? And then there was the suggestion, see who suggested it here, that maybe uh, I would not actually show up for a duel, but was it um, Miss Mary, was that you? Let me go back and see here and say, same thing what happened, oh, we yeah, Miss Mary said this. Same thing what happened that they used to with duels. They'll start nominating strangers on their behalf. Well, okay. If you really don't want to show up for the duel, you can go ahead and have somebody step in for you to take your place. Usually that was way back when that was a servant, someone who worked for you, an underling of some point, someone you were paying to. Personally, you couldn't pay me enough. If you if someone challenged you to a duel, I'm not going to duel for you. You're going to have to take care of this yourself. And that's not because I'm a coward. I'm going to call you a coward. You want me to step in for you? I'm not the one who got challenged. You're the one who was a jerk and you completely hacked somebody off and now they want a piece of you. So you're going to have to go handle that yourself. But again, think if it was handled in the right way, we have certain places. I mean, instead of meeting outside somewhere, the traditional way, we can go ahead and set up facilities around the country where people can go ahead and meet and there are rules and then we just go ahead and take care of business. And the beauty of it is just think about who's making you mad on any level. Go ahead and challenge them. And then we got to wonder if someone is challenged to a duel and they turn it down. No, I'm not going to do that. Then what? Are there consequences for turning down a duel? Now, back in the old days, well, your reputation was just shot. If you turned down a duel, you were a coward and your reputation is just over with because you, you didn't show up. So do we make some kind of consequences for those people who just say no? John and Gillette says some people are just not worth the bullet. Yeah. And think about it. For those people who have been challenged to a duel but they can't afford their own bullets, subsidized bullets. Uh, sure. Subsidized guns, subsidized bullets. Oh, we can set this whole thing up. Paul and Casper. 
face-slapping with gloves. Ooh, yeah, let's bring back the... That's how you challenge someone to a duel. You walk up with a glove, you slap them in the face. Oh, no, I'm all for that. I want to see that again, like in a public restaurant. Or if I go to to Cheyenne and, and I'm sitting up there on the floor, way, way up in the gallery, watching what's happening on the floor of the house. I want to see someone slap somebody else with a glove. Coming up on local news, weather forecast, we'll get, we'll get into real news after that. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Local and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Thirty-six of time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Okay, coming up at eight oh six this morning. I'll have Governor Gordon on, and this in part is what you're about to hear from Fox News. So this is the deadline today. Texas governor has been putting up railroad cars, barbed wire, floats, big floats in the river to try to stop illegal immigration, at least in that area. He knows they're going to go around it, but at least the influx into that area would have stopped. And the president went to the Supreme Court and just narrowly won a victory in the Supreme Court to tell Texas governor to get rid of the wire and get rid of any other barriers he may have put up. And Governor Abbott is defiant. Today's the deadline because it was two days and then Governor Abbott's supposed to clear that stuff out. And so far, the governor hasn't. So what happens now? There's a standoff. So let's go to South Dakota this just happened on Fox News with Governor Kristi Noem. As this border standoff ramps up, now you've got this growing list of Republican governors across the country who are supporting, standing by the Texas Governor Abbott, who has put razor wire on his border to preserve and protect his own state. Kristi Noem of South Dakota is among them. Governor Noem, thank you very much. It's good to have you here today. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk about this. This is incredibly important. And Governor Abbott has done the exact right thing. And I'll drive him more razor wire from South Dakota if I have to for him to do his job. What people forget is that governors are commanders in chief. We're responsible for the men and women of our National Guard. It's a heavy responsibility. Welcome back, Bjorn. Okay, pardon me. We got got double audio because, and and that's typical of the Fox News website, which drives me nuts, is they decided to go ahead and start something else while I was watching the first thing. So, okay, you get the idea. She will personally drive barbed wire down to Texas. And I think Texas has enough barbed wire as it is. They can go ahead and take care of the situation if they want. But they certainly would welcome help from other states. And Christine Noem, even in that interview, offered up that she would send her own National Guard down there if Texas needed it, which would create the problem between, so you have the federal government that those, whoever, the, whoever Biden sends, those agents are going to have to go down there. I'll just call them agents, whoever he sends, and are supposed to clear the barbed wire and other barriers. In the meantime, uh, the Texas uh, National Guard or whoever else, and that would also be the police for Texas, you know, and Highway Patrol and so on, would be standing guard at the border. So how does that play out? 
That's going to be very interesting to see what kind of standoff we have. And it was even a suggestion by some Democrats in Washington, D.C. to the president. Hey, go ahead and call up the Texas National Guard. Now you have a Mr. President. So how does this play? Now, at 8.06, our own governor here in Wyoming comes on to talk about this because he has signed on for support. But I don't know what that means. Does that mean he just says that Wyoming supports or does that mean Wyoming does something? I don't know. I'll ask the governor at that time to find out what happens. But this is where we are right now waiting to see what happens at the border because it's completely out of control, as you know. And you've heard all of the talk shows about this. You've heard all of the pundits about this and what the politicians have to say. The trick now is what exactly do we do about it? And it will be a major, obviously a major issue in the upcoming presidential election. So I don't normally really care much about the debates. I watch a little bit of the presidential debates after they're done with. I'll go back and review. I'm in bed when the debates happen. But I'll be really interested to hear this debate, though, when it comes to Biden in front of the nation having to defend himself on what's happening on the border. And that includes sanctuary cities who are now regretting ever wanting to be sanctuary cities. Oh, by the way, I'll go see if I can dig up this audio again because I was listening to it yesterday. But there is audio from Joe Biden back when he was a senator talking and he was running for president before this before he became president this time. He's run for president many times. And when asked about the border, he said he would not allow any city to become a sanctuary city because we needed to protect the border. Yeah, he said, well, of course, Joe Biden is always changing his tune, changing his story. But he said that years ago. I'll go dig up that audio. Today, though, anything seems to go, which makes you wonder, did he change his mind or who's really in charge here? Whatever the case is, the border's just flat out being overrun. And I agree with people who now say essentially this is like an invasion. Now, not a military invasion by any means. However, there are the drug cartels and the criminals and so on coming over the border. So, all right, we'll see what Christy Nome does and we'll hear what our governor of Wyoming wants to do at 8.06 this morning. Right now, Don Day with his extended forecast for the week. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming Mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. So I uh, just ask this as delicately as I can. Where the hell are you going? Laramie today, okay. Laramie today yep. for an indoor track meet, right. and Riverton tomorrow mm-hmm. for the big Ron Thon wrestling tournament. Okay, now when you do this, because I see Frank came in the studio here and said that he was just going to do this one here locally, and then he's going to be on the road for the next year. So when you do a travel like that, are you going to come back and yes. then go down? Okay, you're yes. not going to go... Uh, no, not directly, no, not, not no, a triangle, okay. just a there and back and then another there and back. Okay, because to me that sounds like a whole lot of driving. I'd be tempted just to do the triangle thing. Well, that's a lot of driving too, you know. That, and then you got to find a place to stay, especially like when the when you have these big tournaments. Some, you know, like yeah. hotel rooms are unavailable. Uh, I mean, I could, I could probably sleep at the park or something if yeah, you want well, a tent, you know. Uh, that you could, but it's kind of yeah. Even though it's gotten nicer out there, I wouldn't. 
No, not so, very about you know, now. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> and, and, and 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 the reality is this: is that the roads are going to be good. Yeah, we, we can do this. Okay, there and back, there and back. Yeah, okay, so again, you're going to the first stop is Laramie. Laramie. Okay, all the way down the Laramie. This is held where? At the at the at the university. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. High school indoor track meet at the university. Yeah. And, okay, I didn't know they did that at the university. I they, thought they, they had, had some. Big, other... They have a big field house, so you know the yeah, indoor okay. track and everything else. And there's going to be what, eleven, twelve teams, something like that. So that's, yeah, that's kind of okay. cool. You give the kids something to do, stay out of trouble. You know. Okay. Now I'll have to go ahead and put a word in to find out. But every time I drive through Laramie with a friend of mine, he says we're not here at the right time. But apparently, there's a place there in Laramie. That makes uh, muffins of various kinds and oh, cupcakes and yeah, that cupcakes muffins. Oh, 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 I um, I can't remember the name of it. Ah. It's, it's it's downtown. It's in downtown. Okay, yes. he says it's extraordinarily good, but whenever we drive through together. It's just they're not open at that time. It's like a so, six a.m. to two p.m. Something kind of place. like that. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. I will go ahead and send him a note because I know he's up and ask him what that place is, so you can bring us back stuff, Frank. Well, you know what? Amazon it. Amazon it. Do they do that? I don't think they do that. But you'll be there, Frank. Yeah, yeah but I, 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 yeah. I no. But, you don't run the, missions for uh, people, uh, huh? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. By the time you got it, it'd be Monday. Yeah. Will they be crunchy? Okay, no, no. I, here's my prediction. It's not a matter of they'll be crunchy. Can they survive alone with you in your house through the whole weekend? What would be left? That's what the, I'm The with. answer is no. They will not survive. High school wrestling, the big Ronthon tournament gets underway today in Riverton. This is an all-class event, really, the de facto state championships. Forty schools involved. Winning this deal is a big feather in the cap on the boys' side. And the Toronto's Noah Sides won a Ronthon title a year ago, as well as Kelly Walsh's Dylan Sorensen. On the girls' side, Glenn Rock's Jillian Holman won last year, as well as Cheyenne Central's Meadow King. So they go all day today and all day tomorrow Riverton High School for the varsity and the middle school will host the JV guys and girls. High school indoor track season moves along today in Laramie at the field house at the University of Wyoming. 11 schools will take part in this including the three Cheyenne schools Laramie and Kelly Walsh that gets rolling this morning at 9 a.m. High school basketball to the max statewide today and tomorrow. Tonight in 4A boys and girls play. Sheridan will be uh, at the Trona in Casper. Rock Springs will be in Casper too to take on Kelly Walsh. Cheyenne East plays Cheyenne Central tonight at the Story Gym. In three Glen Rock will be at Newcastle and 2A Burns will travel to Lingle and Pine Bluffs will be over in Lusk. And in 1A Dubois will be at Midwest and Arveda Claremont will take on KC. Men's college basketball tomorrow. The Wyoming Cowboys will host 24th rated Colorado State at 2 p.m. Folks are 3-3 three and three in Mountain West play after getting drilled by San Diego State on Thursday. So they're 10-9 and nine overall. CSU is 15-4 and four overall, but they sit in 3-3 three and three in league play after a loss to Nevada the last time out. And we'll see which Wyoming team shows up tomorrow. And that's a 2 p.m. start for the AA. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls have Fresno State tomorrow. Cowgirls are 6-1 in Mountain West play after a narrow three-point win over the Air Force back on Wednesday. Fresno State 10-10 and overall, 3-4 and in league play, and that game will start at 2 p.m. Mountain Time tomorrow from Fresno. Junior college basketball, the Casper College teams host Western Wyoming from Rock Springs in two and four, at 2-4 and four p.m. tomorrow. The Casper College women have won eight in a row. They sit at 17-4. and four. They're rated 23rd in the country. T-Bird men are 12-9. and nine. The LCCC basketball 
basketball teams will be in Riverton tonight to meet Central Wyoming. The LCCC ladies are 7-11, and 11, and the Golden Eagle men are 11-9. and 9. In the National Football League playoffs, we're down to the Final Four in the AFC Kansas City in the Conference Championship game for the sixth year in a row. They will play at Baltimore on Sunday for a shot at the Super Bowl that starts at 1 p.m. The Ravens are favored by four. In the NFC Championship game at San Francisco playing host to the Detroit Lions, that is a 4-30 start on Sunday with San Francisco favored by seven and a half points. And that's it in sports. Okay, both Jim and Brian in Laramie say we're talking about the sugar mouse. Yes, that's it. Okay. And I was I, only on a Zoom call with one of our compatriots from the, yeah. the Cheyenne Laramie office, and she happened yeah. to be there for a Zoom call. And Tim, I'm looking at their website, says it's not just cupcakes. In fact, uh, yeah, they got all sorts of coffees and other stuff there. So you can, you don't just have to go for cupcakes. Oh, okay. If you just like all sorts of other treats to go along with a really good cup of coffee, Dear Lord, they have it. Even more lunch-style stuff, too. It's really... i got to go try it. We'll, we'll, we'll start with yeah. the cupcakes. We'll start with the cupcakes? Yeah, okay. yeah. You're not going to hook us up. I don't know. I'll, 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 see, I'll, I'll see if they deliver. Yeah. So, thanks a lot, Frank. <laughs> All right. Let's wake up, Wyoming. No, God, please, no. Six to time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Hold the calls for just a bit because I've got a couple of guests this morning. This hour, it's a doctor. Next hour, it's your governor. And then, of course, between that, it'll be open phones all the way through. Today's show is sponsored by ice. It's water, but in a solid state. Caution, it may fall from the sky. And, John, when it falls from the sky in Wyoming, it's about the size of a grapefruit, usually, I find. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So have you, have you had your I've truck always, look like a golf ball lately? Yeah, I always said in Campbell County, if you see someone who doesn't have scoria on their clothes or <laughs> held in on their car, you shouldn't trust them. That's pretty much right. Yeah, that means they're not from around here, or if they are, they're not really working. Dr. John Mansell is an anesthesiologist and pain doctor up in Gillette, Wyoming. And so this is the time of year, I guess, that pain doctors get together and talk about pain? <laughs> well, we actually have to talk about it all year long. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> but, but maybe a little bit more this week. Try and picture what a pain conference sounds like. I just, it, 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 you know, I'll have to go to one just to find out. Anyway, so for those who don't know what's happening. So uh, this upcoming week, Lynn, is National Physician Anesthesiologist Week. And uh, because anesthesiologist's job is to be not memorable and, uh, uh, we we do pause once a year to celebrate the fact that we have all of our members across the state sort of invisible, uh, but on 24-7, making sure that people who need a safe surgery uh, have a safe journey through that surgery. Okay. And so when it comes to being an anesthesiologist here in the state of Wyoming, I mean, you, you would think that would be necessary for each and every hospital. Is there a bit of a shortage here in the state of Wyoming? How is the industry? So there's a national shortage of anesthesiologists. Uh, it takes 12 to 14 years to train someone. 
Um, and for that reason, um, I've got a cat that's attacking me, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know which cat, too. Um, anyway, it takes 12 to 14 years to train an anesthesiologist. It's about 12,000 to 15,000 hours of training. If you think about it in aviation standards, it's like the training it takes to become an international pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are very, very uh, numerous similarities uh, between the two jobs in the sense that we do a lot of training for risk mitigation, finding the best techniques uh, for accomplishing an anesthetic that both make the patient comfortable and safe. And um, uh, because it takes so long to train, uh, we do have that shortage nationally. Okay. And in the state of Wyoming, I guess that just spreads across uh, wider distances. Is there anything a state like Wyoming can do to make your job a bit easier? There are actually some things that they can do. Uh, we created a curriculum back in 1974 for clinical anesthesiologist assistants, um, which are uh, a focused uh, assistance curriculum, um, uh, although I don't want to do anything to to disrespect the physician and uh, physician assistants because it's very different from them. Think of them as physician's assistants for the operating room. Uh, and uh, we have been uh, working for nine years now to get a bill through the legislature to license or form that licensure so that uh, we can have clinical anesthesiologist assistants here in the state. We do have several um, natives of Wyoming who have gone off to universities and earn the clinical anesthesiologist assistance uh, degree and certification. Ironically, their first year of training uh, looks a heck of a lot like our first year of medical school as far as the physiology and other subjects that they cover. And um, while this year is a budget session, we're hoping that we can educate our legislators on uh, the benefits of getting this licensure bill through. Uh, licensure bills actually don't cost the state of Wyoming anything. And it also uh, uh, addresses one of the priorities that we have in the state of Wyoming, which is what we call the brain drain, where we have some of our citizens grow up, they become professionals, and then they can't move back to the state. So that being the case, uh, having that licensure means that these people who want to move back to Wyoming and uh, do anesthesia could do so. And I do want to bring up, because while you were talking, I was thinking about this. It's, it's the case no matter where anybody lives, but also the case in Wyoming. When someone does need surgery, they tend to look at where they live and think, yeah, but not here. It just really stinks. I need to go somewhere else. I probably need to go to Colorado to get this done if I want to have it done right. And that's just not the case in Wyoming. You, you couldn't be more right. Um, obviously, there's some things that are, you know, um, uh, too complex, and we don't have the scale to address. For example, we're not going to do heart transplants in Gillette this year, okay? Mm. Um, but on the other hand, you would be amazed at the quality of the training of the surgeons we have in this state and the training that we have with uh, uh, the anesthesiologists in this state. We are so blessed with physician specialists who uh, had the option to live anywhere uh, in the United States and elected to live in Wyoming. Uh, I mean, even in uh, in Gillette, we have um, uh, Mayo Clinic trained and actually Mayo Clinic professors who have elected to move here. Um, We have a a former White House physician um, who used to be, you know, take care of the president of the United States, uh, who's incredibly... uh, uh, well-trained and experienced. And this is not unique to Gillette. This is uh, in many communities across the state. 
and this also includes the staff at the hospitals. It's really funny, when I lived in suburban Chicago, uh, we would have patients who would come to us from smaller communities to our suburb of Chicago, and then the people in our suburb of Chicago go, well, I have to go downtown to get our care. And that sort of grass is always greener effect really does apply to health care, you know. And uh, so you're absolutely right. There are quality options in your hometown to get that health care, and the hospitals do a lot of strong work to make sure they have the highest possible quality to implement that care. And, and since you mentioned the Mayo Clinic last weekend, I rewatched the movie Airplane. And when I got to the Mayo Clinic scene, <laughs> and there's jars of mayonnaise all over behind the guy. <laughs> so, of course, yes. Probably one of the best scenes. Okay, so anything uh, that people need to watch? I know this is usually within your own anesthesiologist community, but uh, anything that people need to watch out for while while we go through this? For you, it should be a holiday. You should get a day or two off. No, and, and you know, the irony here is is if we'd started the uh, interview at 5 this morning, maybe some of my members would have heard this, but they're yeah. already in the hospital at 5.30. Yeah. Unless they're getting off a 24-hour shift, and uh, um, it, it's uh, it's not a week that we take off, no. but it is a week that I encourage my members to uh, remind their coworkers uh, that we do celebrate the week. Um, uh, and we're really grateful this year. We, we are really blessed this year because the governor actually issued a proclamation of celebrating uh, Physician Anesthesiologist Week and recognizing our members across the state of Wyoming who uh, have elected to live here, put down their roots here, and care for their communities, not just as physicians, but also as citizens. So I just want to put a shout-out to Governor Mark Gordon and thank him for that uh, that great recognition. Well, John, thanks for coming on this morning, and go feed your cat. Thank you. (laughs) Let's wake up, Wyoming. The best talk show host in the state, within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, weekdays at 6. Seven twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. There will be a lot happening this morning, but here's a segment you can jump in, change the subject you want to find by me. Back to the Biden administration, White House. This is the headline: White House halts enormous natural gas project. In victory for environmentalists. Okay, now, whatever happens when we get to our presidential debates, here's something else that Biden's going to have to answer for. Yeah, I know that his base wants a shutdown of all coal, gas, and oil. But anybody else who actually thinks in this nation knows massively bad idea. Story says the White House is halting the permitting process for several proposed liquefied natural gas programs, export terminal projects over their potential impacts on, ready, climate change. An unprecedented move environmentalists have demanded in recent months. In a joint announcement Friday morning, White House and Department of Energy said the pause would occur while federal officials conduct rigorous environmental reviews assessing the project's carbon emissions which could take more than a year to complete. Climate activists have loudly taken aim at the project of exporting in recent weeks, arguing they will lead to a large uptick in emissions 
as climate change worsens. Okay, well, and I got news for them. I've reported this before. Worldwide, the human race is more using more coal, gas, and oil than ever before, not less. Here in America, we've used less. Worldwide, we're using more than ever before. It keeps going up. And China has said they're going to be using far more coal as well as India, but also natural gas and petroleum products. Here's a quote. As our experts, and I'll put experts in quotes, experts. Well, we must review export applications using the most comprehensive, up-to-date analysis of the economic, environmental, and national security considerations. Uh, This action could includes a pause on pending applications for export of U.S. natural gas. I'm in favor of a free market. If someone, if there's a customer out there, sell it to them. But no, they have to pause. The bureaucrats do for every reason they can possibly think of. And in many cases, it's the environmentalists running the bureaucracy. I ran that by someone a few years ago. I noticed the EPA and other such agencies were starting to act like a bunch of radical environmentalists. And so I began asking people who were fighting EPA and other such agencies, who exactly are you fighting? When you go to talk to these people in person, who are they? Because it seems to me like radical environmentalists could not get anything done just by protesting. And running for office is very difficult. But if they could become a member of the bureaucracy, that's actually pretty easy to do. And in many cases, I was told exactly right. That's who these people are. They're radical environmentalists who went to work for the bureaucracy. Here's a quote. The U.S. is committed to affordable energy. I don't think it is. No. And economic opportunities. I doubt that, too. For all Americans, we are committed to strengthening energy security. Well, if they were, they'd be doing the opposite of this. Here in the U.S. and with our allies, and we're committed to protecting Americans against climate change. There's no way they can do that. But I'll move on. As we lead our world toward a clean energy future, which they're not doing that either. While it's unclear, the story says, which proposed projects the action will affect, senior administration officials told reporters at least two have a large capacity, two have smaller capacities. Another official added that the pause implemented today will only impact projects that have gone through the Federal Regulatory Commission's lengthy approval process. There's the next thing. To do anything in energy. I understand to make sure things are done safe. I get it. There needs to be a review to make sure any energy product is done safe. If it's an energy project, review it. It should not take years to review it. It really shouldn't. And then to do it clean. CO2 is not a pollutant, but if you want to make sure we don't spill oil and things like that. Yes, to do it clean. Sure, just to make sure that the project will be done safely and clean. Absolutely. No problem. And that review should not take years. Shouldn't even take months, for that matter. Story says, according to the federal data updated this week, there's 11 projects that have been greenlit but are not yet under construction, and additional projects are pending before the government for pre-filing. These projects would be impacted. Now, here's the next thing we have a problem with. Oftentimes, uh, companies, whether it's gas or oil or coal or whatever, 
they get to work on a project and they have to go through every little pile of paperwork. I shouldn't say little pile of paperwork. They have to jump through hoops like you wouldn't believe is a better way to put it. And even then, they go through everything they're told to do. And they still don't know if at the last minute they're going to be shut down by the government. So these companies, if you wonder why your energy gets so expensive, spend outrageous amounts of money on the review process, on permitting, with no guarantee at the end of the process that they're still going to be able to produce energy. They might go through everything and spend millions of dollars and then only to find out at the end of it, nope, we're not going to let you do it, which is what happened here. Here's a quote from day one. We have looked into the frontline communities from day one. White House climate czar said from day one, we should have, we stood with our allies and partners. That's how Joe Biden leads on climate change. I'm going to quit reading that because I know how just absolutely annoying it gets. Uh, so the export terminals have been opposed by Democrats and environmentalists who argue that they create harmful pollution contributing to global warming, et cetera, et cetera. And then it talks, the story goes on to talk about climate activists and what they want to do. It's quite a long article here. But once again, here's a project that, well, there's many companies involved in these projects. And they were all ready to go. Every one of them. To provide jobs, provide energy, which is important to people worldwide. A lot of this would have been exported. And here, once again, we're going to have to delay you for a couple of years while we... Well, we conduct an environmental review. If they can't completely shut down a project, they try to shut it down by doing one review after the next. Morning, DJ. DJ's in Gillette. She says, Harriet, Harriet Hegeman is right. Bureaucrats need term limits. Yeah, I, I would say that they do. Oh, and I do have a story. Maybe I can get into it a little bit later on this morning. Bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. are really getting bold Bureaucrats, when they take their jobs, oftentimes they are there for the long haul. And they'll watch politicians come and go, but they're not going anywhere. And so they've started to take a harder line against politicians, pushing back against politicians. And it's supposed to be the elected officials who are in charge, not the bureaucrats. Well, the bureaucrats don't want to see it that way anymore. Now, I've got that story coming up. I'll get into it during one of our longer segments this morning. But... I would say that's actually something that's been going on for a long time. But according to this story, there's been a recent push among bureaucrats. They've just gotten really sick and tired of they do all of this work that they're well, that they want to do as bureaucrats, writing law, mandates, etc. And then some politician gets elected and comes in and wipes out everything they've done. And all oh, that irritates them. So they want to put a stop to that by God. Which, again, you might as well take your Constitution and throw it in. But. Hello, Kathleen. She's in Casper. All three letter agencies are corrupt. Disband them and get real experts voted in by the people. I agree. Coming up on 730, local news coming your way right after local news update on the weather forecast. You and I die back into it after that. It's Wake Up, Wyoming.
completely dry. Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Seven thirty-six. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Okay. First off, Steve, stop. <clears throat> Stephen Casper sent me this meme here. Fun fact: the night that built King Arthur's Round Table was called circumference. Just oh, just boo. Okay. Say, <clears throat> Greg is in Cheyenne. Kathleen is in Casper. DJ and Gillette. Mandy May. There's Chet there and Yoder and John. There's a whole lot of people here sending me notes about what I was just talking about. So let me just touch on this real quick because I do want to do a deep dive at some point. I think this story is really important. The headline from Hot Air Blog, government workers are trying to take over Congress now. During the Trump administration, it says government employees took it upon themselves to undermine their boss because they didn't like him or his politics. This is arguably an insurrection in itself, attempting to override the decisions of the elected leader and enforce their policy preferences. And I like to go back before Trump came around. Remember, under uh, the Obama administration, to me, this was one of the biggest outrages ever. The FCC, Federal Communications Commission, declared the Internet a utility. They don't have the power to do that, but they did it. Then they started writing the rules and regulations, which are laws, to govern the Internet. And your spineless, weak knees in Congress, known as Republicans, couldn't figure out what to do about it. It's when Trump got in office, he just said, no, it was the net neutrality thing. And he just shut it down. Which, of course, really irritated the bureaucrats because they wanted control of the Internet like that. Let's see. Uh, here's a another headline. I'll get into this at a different time, but this headline. Bombshell thread shows how far left uses government employees to conspire and subvert Trump in 2020. In the case of the executive branch, even the mainstream media was bragging about platforming staffers who brazenly admitted that they were defying President Trump. Even Joe Biden staffers have protested in public against their boss's policy on Israel. They should be fired, of course, but they haven't been, of course. Now, some phenomena is happening in Congress where staffers are result revolting and trying to thwart elected officials. As you can imagine, the story says the revolt against legitimately elected leaders is coming from the far left. This is where I said before that a lot of these folks uh, were extremist activists and couldn't get anything done. So they just became a member of the bureaucracy. The, and I like what this author says. These entitled brats who are being trained in our left-wing educational institutions have been imbued with such a sense of moral superiority and the belief that any and all activist tactics are justified, even lying, whatever. They are in in a position of running things, not by any dint of rising through the ranks due to expertise or anything like that. They just think they should be running things, and so they do, and, and just screw what the politician says. Screw what the people you elected say. 
story says, perhaps the most prominent example of staffer activism in recent years is the creation of the Congressional Workers Union. Eighteen offices of members of committee's staff have unionized in the House in 2022 to protect aides who, uh, well, they want to collectively bargain. The union, in part, is the product of a younger, more tech-savvy staff who have begun to challenge their bosses, even online. So, in other words, your elected official, your congressman, your senator, your president might say one thing, and the staff will turn and say, well, we disagree with that, and we don't want to do that. We're not going to do that. The latest is the war between Israel and Hamas, now it is fourth month. Younger Americans who don't remember a time when Israel wasn't a regional superpower want Israeli to end its military campaign. And this is one case where Biden is actually supporting Israel, as are even some Democrats in Congress. But here comes some of the staff that disagrees with this. And so they're doing anything they can to, well, thwart what the elected officials are trying to get done. Now, these are just a few of the examples that I've pulled out for you. That's why I say I want to take some more time, deep dive into this a little bit more. But, you know, I like to simplify things, right? That's why I wrote this book, The Uncomplicated Life. And the real answer to this is strip the bureaucracy, which is easy to do. Tell them that they're fired. Stop paying them. Close down their offices. Turn off the electric so they can't do anything. They're out of a job, essentially. In other words, shrink the size of government. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Forty-five. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Okay, Don. I'm listening to your morning podcast and your extended forecast on these radio stations, and I'm getting the impression that basically what you're saying to people is it's nice outside, and that's okay. It is, and it's going to be nice for quite a while. Okay. So if you've been putting off that project outside, or if you need to go somewhere, travel, deliver something, you know, here's your, your opportunity because the next five or six days, it's just going to be great. And this is really not unusual. This happens from time to time. Well, it does. You know, one thing that we kind of get swept up in sometimes is, you know, we always talk about averages and we always talk about normals. And when you look at that, you have to realize that all of those are made up from extremes, from nice periods of like this then you combine that with the week of Arctic cold, you know, and then you come up with an average. But is that is a really good way to describe what actually happens during a three-week period in Wyoming in the winter? No, because you have these ups and downs. Right. Okay. So just get used to ebbing and flowing with the whole thing. But now what worries me, although I know it's too far out to really say it should worry me, but at some point the dam breaks and it all comes flooding back at us again. And I still worry about maybe a major event, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, I know. No, but we are certainly watching a, a big change. Uh, in about a week from today, uh, the, you said the dam breaking, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, we see a pattern out in the Pacific that we've seen before. And when, when we see a pattern like this, usually about a week after we start to see it, 
that weather ends up coming into here. So we are going to have some weather uh, about a week from today by next weekend. That weather is going to be a return to winter uh, in terms of colder temperatures and better chances for snow. So we're, we're getting more and more confident of that. But the, the, it'll be the details, the timing, the locations of all of those things. You know, somebody brought up this point to me, and it was really good. All models are wrong, but some are useful. And that's kind of how we have to approach it as we look look out. When we go out seven to ten days, we can talk about the trends. And that's what we see, that trend change in about a week. Okay. Now, that's a good point, if I can hang on to you for just a moment longer here. Because every so often, somebody, there's various people who do this, will show me their weather app. I know that's an annoying thing for you. And they'll actually use this phraseology. Well, it was supposed to be this today. And I'll turn to them and say, supposed to be doesn't exist in weather, especially when you're talking about your app. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, weather apps are great. I mean, everybody, everybody's got one, uh, but they should come with a warning label. Okay. Hey, have a great weekend. You too. All right. See, it's actually going to be a nice weekend. I appreciate that. Now, Miss Mary is trying to get a hold of Frank Gambino because he's on his way down to Laramie. And the problem is, and Frank warned me this, as he's heading down that way, he might get into a dead zone with his cell phone, which as you know, if you've driven down that, which by the way, until they started putting up all sorts of wind turbines, it's just really a beautiful drive to head from, he's heading from Casper, and he's got to head on down through Medicine Bow, okay, Rock uh, River is going to be another one of the places he goes through. And then Bosler, and then he gets into Laramie. And there's quite, it's a beautiful, I mean, just a stunningly beautiful drive. It takes a long time to go all that way, but it's just really absolutely worth it. If you've never taken it before, take that drive. But if you get into that area, you're going to notice that your cell service drops out from time to time. Now, what we were, I, well, I was about to say we, what I was trying to talk Frank into doing, I've been told about this place. I am not doing a commercial for him. I just need to go down there and try it. For you folks in Laramie, there is a place, it's called the Sugar Mouse Cupcake House, right? And I was trying to tell Frank that you really, you can go ahead and, and make a food run for us, but he's just not going to do it. So, all right, they have more than just cupcakes. I'm looking at ice cream in a waffle bowl. That's good. All sorts of different kinds of cookies. They host tea parties for people, by the way. Go ahead. I'm just, and again, I'm not doing a commercial for the, oh, they have kids events too. Catering, stuff like that. Again, I'm not doing a commercial for these people. I'm just saying I keep hearing about, and you people in Laramie can go ahead and tell me all about it, but it's the Sugar House Cupcake House. Now, they mainly feature cupcakes, but I'm looking at a whole list of menu here, and they're in the downtown area, I believe, Okay, so I'm clicking on their tea party thing. Uh, they do a children's tea party. That looks pretty cool. And it talks about what that would be. Wow. Child- I bet you with the children's tea party, they don't actually have, like, real teacups. It's got to be, like, plastic and so on. Then there's an afternoon tea for adults, minimum two people. Or you can go uh, higher than that if you want to go ahead and have a, a tea party sometime in the afternoon. And then I'm looking at their menu here as they have uh, not just cupcakes, but all sorts of other pastries, uh, finger sandwiches that they'll bring out, anything that kind of goes with a whole tea party thing. 
And they do other kinds of foods there as well. But this is a specialty shop. And I'm trying to click on something. It looks really good, but eh, it's not letting me click on it. It looks like this incredible bowl of soup with some homemade bread that they have there. And then, of course, they says, order online. Yeah, but you're not going to order and take it all the way out to where we are. Okay, I'm on their pastry page right now. That looks pretty good, too. Yeah, some of this stuff, if you haven't broken your New Year's resolution yet, oh, you'll do it. I mean, honestly, you will. So anyway, that's just some place. Again, I'm not doing a commercial for them. I just looked at this and I thought, oh, here's uh, Kate who's in Laramie. The Sugar Mouse is incredible. Best cupcakes ever. The owner is from England. Very authentic. Okay, Kate, I... I might just have to make a special trip down there just to go check. And some of this stuff looks really, I mean, not just that it's tasty, but they really dress it up. It's not your, when they do a cupcake, it's not just your average cupcake. I mean, they really make this look nice. So if you wanted to buy, instead of a whole birthday cake for somebody, but just buy a cupcake, man, they get a gourmet looking cupcake. Whatever kinds of flavors or toppings. Coconut snowball. I like coconut. Think about where I grew up. Chocolate orange, chocolate mint, anything with chocolate. Creamsicle, German chocolate. These are different types of cupcakes here. Chocolate banana. Uh, ooh, they have a carrot one, like a almost like a, a carrot cake thing going on. And orange almond. Here's peanut butter delights. Anything that has an Oreo cookie in it, I'm going to go ahead and take that too. Toffee caramel, strawberry cheesecakes, the Snickers bar, the triple chocolate, and on and on it goes. But again, it's more than just cupcakes here too. So I'm going to have to make some kind of special trip. I was hoping that I could get Frank to sort of hook us up. But he just flat out admitted that if he did go get anything like this, that not only would it have to survive the whole weekend as far as just sitting in a box, but it probably wouldn't survive the entire weekend because it would be sitting in his house waiting to be brought here so I could try some of it. And it's just not going to make it through the entire weekend in his house. He just flat out admits it. He would end up having at it. I would end up getting an old cupcake, as Miss Mary said, with a bite taken out of it. But okay. Worth looking into. Thanks, Kate. I'm going to go ahead and give that place a try next time I'm through there. In fact, I might even make a special trip. I'm seriously thinking about it. Coming up on some local business we got to take care of. News time, national, local, update on the weather forecast. Right out of the news and weather top of the hour, Governor Gordon joins us. The main topic of conversation is the border crisis because a whole bunch of states, including Wyoming, with governors are joining Texas. And it may not just be a matter of signing a letter saying we support. We'll talk to Governor Gordon about it right after news. Wake up, Wyoming.
six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Friday, and I'm glad you made it on through the week. So hold all the calls because we have Governor Gordon on the phone now for the next few minutes here to talk about some pretty important things. But before we get into the important things, uh, Governor, I noticed in the last picture I saw of you, the beard is gone. <laughs> that, that is correct. Okay, so either you shaved it or she shaved it off of you while you slept. Which is it? No, you, you know, we had a Gold Star family event down here, and okay. I, out of respect for our military, I wanted to make sure I showed up clean-shaven. Oh, okay. I, I'll go ahead and take that as an excuse. I, now, I did see you, and this I was impressed with. I follow you on Instagram, and there's a picture of you there with a big old impressive cowboy hat holding at the shot show that you were at a really nice, big, hefty-looking long gun, and you were holding it like you were taught to hold a gun, especially with the fingers off the trigger there. And I'd like to advocate for more badass pictures of our governor looking like that so other states could see it. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, we were down at SHOT Show, and, and uh, actually one of the fun things I got to do a little bit later in the afternoon, they have a, an outfit down there, and one of the guys that uh, runs it is from Hannah, Wyoming, uh, Nick. And uh, it's, the, it's the Strip Gun Club. And you can go down there and shoot. I shot an M4 Thompson submachine gun, a couple of other things. It's a fun place to go. Okay. Now, is it while you're down there, I would assume that you're trying to advocate to get some companies to come up here. Absolutely. You know, we've had great success there. Uh, Magpul came from our uh, opportunities, worked down there with uh, with uh, uh, the SHOT Show, uh, Weatherby Arms, Stag Arms. There's uh, Keltec. Um, actually, Keltec's a phenomenal story. They bought a place over in Rock Springs. They're a company that is uh, located now in Florida, and they're looking to expand their operations. Um, and uh, Keltec... Uh, it specializes in guns that can be used in all states. Uh, so they've done a great job of engineering. So when somebody comes up with an idea, they kind of engineer around it um, as far as the regulation is concerned. They bought a, a, a place in Rock Springs. We didn't have to encourage them. They just said Wyoming is the place we want to locate. Um, it was a great, great, great story. Okay. Because in the past when some other good companies have come, let's say from California to Wyoming, uh, I had received from my listeners uh, some criticism in the past that maybe Wyoming over-incentivized them rather than them just coming here because it was a great place to be. They thought that too much was put on the table. You, you bet. And, and the interesting thing about Caltech is it just kind of came over the transom. They said, we've looked at other states. Uh, this is the state that has the workforce we want, the tax um, situation we want, and it's going to be a Second Amendment red state for a very, very long time. Okay. Uh, so that that gives us the assurance that this is where we should relocate to. Okay. Now, you did mention the word tax in there. This past week and a few weeks before that, a huge topic on this program is uh, property tax relief in the state of Wyoming. And I know last session, there were a lot of bills that were offered up, but there were a lot of problems with why they couldn't go through and nothing was really done. And I've had people on this program advocating for more bills. And honestly, it looks kind of complex. So what do you think can be done this legislative session? Well, Glenn, I, you know, in our budget, uh, one thing that we did get through uh, and we have seen some great success with it. In fact, enough that we doubled up 
on the property rebate program. So uh, we we had uh, several people um, in uh, in various counties. About 91% of the applications were received got refunds, uh, and uh, we you know last year we had a little bit less than 10 million. This year we have 20 million in relief. Uh, that that's going to go. That's something we can do. That's something that works. Um, and we know it's targeted to the people that are most affected by um, by these property tax increases. Other than that, there's a number of bills, as you say, uh, and and I think there um, there there a, a wide variety of them. Uh, there are some complications, but one of the things that I think we should really consider is making sure that we can't raise taxes as much as. And I, you know, it's not us raising taxes. It's the assessed valuations that come from property tax improvements. And, and so we need, need to feel that we can pace that a little better. That's one of those cap bills, um, that's coming through that if there are assessed valuations that rise, they can't rise more than a certain amount. Um, there's a homestead exemption thing. I think that has some real interest and, and bearing on it. Um, there are some other bills that are important, but I think most people need to remember that the property taxes that are collected really benefit the county and the schools. Um, they don't come to the state. Uh, the state is supposed to, um, you know, raise its taxes from severance and mineral fees and things like that, but we don't get the benefit of the property taxes. So when we cut uh, property taxes locally, there's an impact on the, on the, on the county and the schools, which the state ultimately would have to backfill. And, and that's one of the things that I'm concerned about because I've been fighting to get more resources to counties um, because they, they need them. Uh, Niobrara can't even buy a new ambulance, for example. Uh, and and our, our legislature hasn't been as generous as I'd hoped. Okay. Let's switch topics over here and go down to our southern border. I played some audio this morning from your friend, Governor Christy Nome who said that she's willing to load up her pickup truck with wire and bring it down for the wire that's cut by the feds down at the border. And I know there's several other governors that have offered some if sympathy in some cases, but even a few governors who have offered maybe I might just send my own National Guard down to the southern border. Where does Wyoming stand? Well, you know, it costs money to do that, so I need the appropriation. Last year there was a bill that came up uh, that, that was going to offer a little bit extra funding to go down and help. It didn't ultimately pass. Nonetheless, I did uh, um, um, get it uh, through some of our, I guess, discretionary funding to be able to send law enforcement and uh, uh, other officers down for both two reasons, really, Glenn. One was, uh, obviously, those poor guys down there at the border, they have to have a little bit of rest. So it was wonderful to have some of our law enforcement willing to go down on a voluntary basis uh, to go down and, uh, and, and relieve some of those, uh, those really hard-pressed individuals that are, that are protecting our, our southern border. Um, and then, um, more importantly, and I think we'll see a little bit more of this this coming year, being able to bring back information about what they're seeing on the border, uh, to bring it back to, uh, our local law enforcement here in Wyoming because, um, we know now, and, you know, you can see it every night on the nightly news, uh, that there's, we're all border states now. And so being able to spot and understand 
what a drug trafficker looks like, how they react, uh, behavior, the, understand the regulations under engagement, all those kinds of things. We're going to have training right here in Wyoming to make sure that we can not only secure our southern border, but also secure our interior. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I've been involved, uh, Greg Abbott's a good friend. I've been working with him, uh, really since, uh, I became uh, a governor 2020, 21. I went down to the border with a number of other um, uh, governors just to look at it myself. Um, and and it's it's a big issue. But, Glenn, one thing I think listeners should, should understand, and it's something that really, more importantly, our Biden administration ought to understand, you, you can put all the resources you want down on the border, but if we don't have the policy posture that that says we're going to put razor wire up, we're not going to take it down. You know, we're protecting our borders. If you come here, we're not going to take you in. You go back to your country. If we aren't firm in that, um, we are we are not going to stem this tide. Um, we have to have a policy posture that says no. Not a policy posture that says, please don't come, but if you do, we'll take care of you. That, that's the thing that is really driving so much of this. Uh, and you know, now, Glenn, I mean, I could go on for hours on this thing. The, the issue isn't just on the southern border. We have a whole northern border, um, that is, that is getting affected. And as we shift resources to the south, we can worry about our northern border at the same time. This is a, huge issue for the state. That's why I'm standing with Governor Abbott, and uh, we'll continue to do so. Okay, well, one more thing on this. is This really concerns me today. This is a tense standoff because U.S. Supreme Court says, okay, you've got to take down not just the razor wire, but any other border barriers, and they put up multiple barriers down there, and that's supposed to come down today. So on the one hand, Biden administration wants to send in people to remove that stuff. On the other hand, Governor Abbott saying, no, you're not removing that stuff. That's uh, quite a tense standoff. Well, it is, but I'm standing with Governor Abbott. I think our Constitution, if your federal government does not meet its obligation, our Constitution provides for states to be able to to stand up in the in, in the sense of emergency, and this is an emergency to protect their interests. Um, and as I say, we're all border states. I stand in absolute solidarity with with Governor Abbott. Uh, and um, like I said, this is this is that really bad signal that we're sending to the rest of the world that that uh, we're not going to defend our borders. Okay, one last item for you. So you did sign a letter with some other governors about the Biden administration's EV mandate, and it read to me like you're uh, supporting people making their own decisions about what they want to drive, you know, the free market. Absolutely. This this administration, and, and, you know, we've talked about the RMP in the past and in Rock Springs and everything else, they are trying to manage everything a citizen wants to do. That is socialism. That is communism. That is the Soviet Union. Uh, I uh, cannot stand it. I made sure that uh, we consistently talk about free enterprise and the ability for people to make their own choices. Um, with the, this is one of the key issues that 
that uh, this election is about. Will we have the opportunity to make our own choices or are we going to have um, folks back in D.C. or elsewhere making those decisions for us? Okay, so I guess this is decided in this next election because while it is good to see governors stand up and you know and write a letter and send it to the Biden administration, we know that that probably winds up in the circular file. Well, it's the one tool we have, you know, and I, I just was down at the shock show. There were about nine governors, mostly, well, all Republicans, um, good folks from Huckabee Sanders to, uh, you know, Governor Gianforte, Brian Kemp, uh, Governor Little, my friend from Idaho, um, Governor Pillen from Nebraska. A number of us were, were there. Um, and the point I made to the crowd, and it got, it got some uh, applause. It wasn't for an applause line, but I said, you know, because Congress can't get anything done, we have an executive branch that is acting with impunity, doing all kinds of policies and executive orders that Congress can't staunch. And as states, we've got to stand up, we've got to coordinate. Um, and one of the biggest problems we have is that our legal branch is so pokey, takes so long to get anything done, that, that it is, that it is ruining our economy, it is ruining our freedoms, and, and as states, we need to stand up and, and get something in front of the Supreme Court that says, when Congress passes a law, you do what that law says. When the Constitution says, you do what, uh, this is what you need to do, by God, that's what you do, and if not, the penalty is that the states get to take it over. Mm. All right, Governor Gordon, have a great weekend. It's going to be beautiful out there. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Glenn. All right, let's wake up, Wyoming. This program is intended for immature audiences only. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6, on air, on Alexa, and 24-7 on the Wake Up, Wyoming app. 824 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Okay, let's do it. Here we go. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Okay, so of course, after the governor calls, I'm getting all sorts of comments, which I'm going to answer now. The phone number to get in, 888-97-WOODS, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So first one here is RH from Wiggins, Colorado. Which he says, hi, Glenn, reference to border invasion, which I think is a proper terminology for that. It is absurd that our federal government, he says, expends time, money, and energy against its own citizens. In turn, we can do nothing about it. Yet expends zero to quell the invasion. Arguably, the feds are financing the invasion with our own confiscated money, taxes. So we ask, what's next? Will the feds begin making sure none of us are allowed to lock our homes at night? And that we have to let anyone in off the street that demands entry? Well, who knows? What? Remember, these are the same people who have been, especially in the sanctuary cities, asking residents of sanctuary cities, can you take in some of these people? Well, I wouldn't. I mean, look, there are people coming across the border who are actually decent, good people that just need to get out of the situation they were in because their home country sucks. 
and they don't mean any harm. But then there's also the people who do mean harm. Now, how do you know which is which? So, no, I'm not going to just take someone into my home. Hey, you in Marbleton, so glad to hear the governor is going to stand with Texas, and I'm glad of that, too. I really would like to do – our own governor did take volunteers, and he has a bit of a, some cash on hand to pay these guys to go down to the border and help out in some way. And he's done that in past years. There's not a whole lot of resources that Wyoming has because if you want – some states have said the governors, well, I'm going to send my National Guard down. Well, that's expensive, just so you know. If they want to do that, I'm not opposed to that, but that's expensive, just so you know, as Governor Gordon said. And so he chose to do something different. But I prefer if you're going to say we stand with Texas, just saying it doesn't really do anything. How do you actually stand with Texas on this one? Rhiannon for danger, kind of hard to trust Gordon in his words when he flip-flops on our energy industry and supports keeping it alive. He talks a good game, but will he act on what he claims to stand by? And I do under, I understand, but I don't like it. There's got to be more that can be done. When it comes to the governor signed a letter with a bunch of other governors, and I have a story about this on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning that, that I wrote up before I got on the air, where Governor Gordon joined quite a few other states in telling the Biden administration, enough with your e-electric vehicle mandates. Let the free market reign. Let people decide what they want to drive. Just stop it. Now, of course, that's where I said to the governor, this letter, of course, is going to wind up in the circular file. And he laughed at that but didn't disagree. And for those who don't know the circular file reference, the garbage can next to your desk at work used to always be a round garbage can. So file that. Sure. And you drop it in the garbage can. That's the circular file. Okay. So... Sending, it's good to make a statement and and say something like that out loud to the president and his administration. But, of course, that doesn't really do anything. And that's where I want to see, not just in this next election, Americans do something about this with who they vote for. But states do something about it in standing up to the federal government. All right, coming up on some... Local news, update on your weather forecast after that. Then I've got a nice long segment of open phone. So triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Let's wake up Wyoming. Six of time, triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Off we go to Laramie to talk to Greg, who will be heading down to the border to help illegals come to Wyoming. Hi, Greg. Um, actually, my uh, you know the, a friend of mine has written an, uh, uh, was just on the border a couple months ago and wrote an article a lot about the immigration. So right. again, that's another story. I I think I was. 
correct earlier this week that uh, Republicans are going to run on on immigration, and they blew up the immigration uh, legislation in the Senate at the behest of their dictator, Mr. Trump. And I see Mr. Trump has encouraged the diminutive governor's club to uh, to take up the border issue. Uh, I do find that, you know, Governor Gordon has a real good handle to me on a lot of policy issues and understand stuff. But um, if you don't look at what happened in Israel, when you have bad policies and a wall, uh, bad policies <laughs> are not uh, are not you, you can't bad policy. A wall does not protect from bad policy. Right. So if you're calling an invasion, so what are the rules of engagement for our our little Napoleons here? Are do they want live bullets? Um, should we shoot people now? Um, I, I believe that our policies are terrible. And Republicans don't want to fix those. So, mm-hmm. so why are we spending our tax dollar money to go down here to instead of talking about real policies that would kind of end okay. these immigration so issues? So, what policy would you change to end these issues? Well, I think there's a lot that we again, if you look at the last fifty to sixty years of of how we've treated South America, mm-hmm. um, I, when I look at the, the fentanyl crisis and the mess. Issues. I mean, China is just rife with crime from meth. Um, again, had we not been naturally, okay, plans, wait, 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 a wait, lot wait, of yeah. the people would. The, the question. The question was, what would you do? Because we're here now. We can talk about how we got here, and you and I are going to disagree on that. We're here now. What do you do now to fix the problem? Understand why the people are coming here. Mm-hmm. Who is financing their coming here? And fix the policies that brought about these issues for the last 100 years and the war on naturally occurring plants right now, mm-hmm. right now, that would keep a lot of people, that would end the money for the drug cartels. It's funny, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to Prince Harry's, uh, you know, discussion of Afghanistan when he was over there. And he talked about the same thing is that basically <laughs> I'm watching opium get grown so people can buy bullets to shoot at me. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had bad policy for the last 100 years, and we are paying that price. That's, okay. that's my opinion on okay, this now, And, again, getting out guns, just like I, I saw four dead in Ohio in 1970 when we busted out the National Guard. That did not solve any issues. Okay. Now, then you got the problem. If we did what you said and that stopped people from wanting to come here – then you got the problem of the people who are already here, and they're not here legally. They just came across the border. So what do you do about them? Uh, well, again, you, there's a certain price to pay for bad policy for 100 years. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't see uh, again, I don't see a lot of violent people. And, and, and the idea that these people wouldn't end up being Republican, mm-hmm. especially if you're bringing in mainly Catholics, from South America, a lot of them would end up being conservative and, and have proven to be so after they've been here for a while. So I believe that people are wanting to come here because of our poor policies overseas for the last hundred years. So if we don't take a look at that and, and really understand those issues, but again, apparently uh, Republicans and all the governors want Trump elected, and so that's all they're going to do. I, I would rather talk about policy issues and have that discussion. I just don't think deportation um, is another waste of taxpayer money. We already have 
you know, lots of people running around the country uh, uh, because of Dobbs, okay. another bad policy. Well, okay, I don't want to get people. off on all sorts of other stuff. Okay, okay, okay. so now, and, having, and honestly, having said that, here, here's what I did, and I want you to understand how much self-control I have to sit here and just let you talk because what I want to have happen now is I want the listeners out there to call into the program and tell you why you're wrong instead of me doing it. Okay? That's what the whole point is. You you had your say. Now let's see if they have any reaction to that. So, all right. Thanks for calling. Let's see what I get, Greg. I appreciate it. Greg is in Laramie. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So Jim is like bitch, bitch, bitch. No answers. Okay. When I asked Greg, what would you do? And Rhiannon for danger, I was going to say, what does he suggest we do? Chet and Yoder. Greg is suffering from lack of oxygen. <laughs> uh, okay. So. Uh, to to Greg, I really would like to know again. Triple eight ninety seven Woods eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You heard what he had to say. Now I don't think Greg had a whole lot of answers when it came to what really you do. Although I will say, and it it really oh gets me to say this, but there is one thing that I do think Greg and I will agree on. Because I've said this before, if you really want to solve a problem, that's why I wrote a book called The Uncomplicated Life. If you really want to solve a problem, you got to go look for what the core of the problem is. And the real core of the problem is going and taking a look at the countries where people are coming from. And they might be coming up from south and sometimes even down from the north, but they're coming from much farther away from that. They're not, the bulk of them are not even from South America. They're coming from all over the world. Why do they feel the need to pack everything up, what little they can carry, including their kids, and come all of this way to try to slip across the border into America, what's going on that makes them want to do this? Now, I do understand that some of you are going to say, well, because when they get here, there's all sorts of free stuff we're going to give. And that's true. Biden administration has been handing out a lot of goodies for people who do arrive here so uh, so they're taken care of, if you will. But okay, but besides that, what makes them leave home and want to come here. And until we solve that problem, and that problem is not always our fault. A lot of times it's just the situation in their country is just garbage. It's just a garbage situation. There's no reason they want to stay there. And we didn't do that to them. So they just want to get the hell out. Now, that doesn't mean we should show up to these other countries and start dumping money on them. I saw a little political cartoon that basically said foreign aid is taking money from rich Americans and giving it to rich people in poor countries because that's essentially all you're really doing is transferring that money. So what would you do instead? And what Greg didn't have the answer for, which I don't think I liked your answer, Greg, but then what do you do about all the illegals that are here? And some of them are just people who wanted a better place to be, but there's a good number of them that are here with really bad intentions. They were not good people. And they are bringing across human trafficking and drugs and et cetera, et cetera. Kent and Cheyenne, stop benefits. Okay. Uh, Mike and Casper, is he going to keep them in his house and take care of them? H.R. 22 was not passed in the U.S. Senate. An immigration bill, he says, Democrats are just as much to blame as everybody else. Yeah, 
I do think we have a long. Oh, I gotta find it, and I'll th- I'll play it for you if I can find it in the next hour. You gotta hear what Joe Biden was saying before he became president. Before he ran for president this last time, at another time when he ran for president, on what Joe Biden was saying about immigration and sanctuary cities, he was completely opposed to it. What changed? 845, wake up. Covering world-ending catastrophes for years to come. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Find content, chat live, and listen on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 848 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go on the road, Frank Gambino. How far did you make it, Frank? I'm in Rock River, Wyoming. Okay. Right here on Avenue B. Yeah, Avenue B in Rock River. Actually, not too far away. There is a old Mustang II, not far from where you are. And it is, you know, you know what a Mustang II looks like? Yeah. Okay. A modern version of the old Mustang. Yeah. 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 And it was, uh, I had one of those. And it was uh, the one that's there, which is defunct now, was exactly the same color, same roof, all that kind of stuff. And how'd my car wind up here? So, okay. Cute little area there in Rock River. Nice landscape. I am wondering about the, here's another uh, business proposition for you, Frank. So far, you've turned down every one I've ever offered to you. Uh, The, Chugwater soda fountains up for sale. Oh, I thought I saw that. I think you should buy it. Several people have said that to me, but in order, for, in order, see, the reason that Jill and her husband are selling it is not that they don't love the place. They do. They really did fix it up. It's in great condition. They've got so many irons in the fire, they can't keep up. And my answer would be the same thing. I don't. There's no way I could possibly run it. All you need is a liquor license and then gaming machine. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I don't think it actually goes with the whole spirit of the place, Frank. It's uh, I'll just put a couple of slot machines in the corner. <laughs> that's right, fine. yeah. Or at least in the back anyway, because the front oh, of the yeah. place should look like the regular, you know, restaurant where you get a great burger and some of the best malts in Wyoming. But then you sneak in the back to go gamble. That's a good idea. Yeah. See? Now okay. That, that's a money-making proposition there. Okay. So now, and we should probably make it sort of a speakeasy back there, too, even though liquor is, you know, I can get a liquor license. But if I don't get a liquor license and make it illegal there, doesn't it just make it more interesting? I think so. And yeah. we can have the little, you know, the little sliding door on the door there, yeah, like, a, right. like a yeah. password okay. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. You and I come up quickly with the easiest ways to ruin things, don't we? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. But anyway, it is up for those people who would like to take a look at There's a story on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning. Chugwater Soda Fountain, which is, I think, I, I every time I drive by, Frank, I have to pull in and say hi and have a mall. I have to. I, I can't. I, what, what is the sale price? Is it like $1.98? No. Yeah. You know, I think I, I need to ask Jill Wait, With that. five I, zeros on the mm, back? Probably, yes. All righty, high school wrestling, the big romp-on tournament gets underway in Riverton today. This is an all-class event, really the de facto state championships. Forty schools involved winning this deal is a big feather in the cap on the boys' side, and the Turner's Noah side won the Ron title a year ago, as well as Kelly Walsh's Dylan Sorensen. On the girls' side, Glen Rock's Jillian Holman won last year, as well as Cheyenne Central's Meadow King. So that'll go all day today and all day tomorrow at Riverton High School for the, vars- the varsity to be at the high school, and the middle school will host the JV. 
High school indoor track season moves along today in Laramie at the field house at UW. This will be the second meet of the season. 11 schools will take part in this, including the three Cheyenne schools, uh, plus Laramie and Kelly Walsh. That gets rolling uh, here in a few minutes. High school basketball to the max statewide today and tomorrow. Tonight in 4A boys and girls play. Sheridan will be at Natrona and Casper. Rock Springs will be in Casper, too, to take on Kelly Walsh. Cheyenne East will play Cheyenne Central tonight at the Story Gym. In 3A, Glen Rock will be at Newcastle. In 2A, Burns travels to Lingle, and Pine Bluffs will be at Lusk. And in 1A, Dubois will be at Midwest, and Arveda Claremont will be at KC. Men's College Basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will host 24th-rated Colorado State at 2 p.m. in another edition of the Border War. Folks are 3-3 three and three in Mountain West play after getting drilled by San Diego State back on Tuesday, so they're 10-9 and nine overall. CSU is 15-4. and four. But they lost to Nevada the last time out, so they're 3-3 three and three in league play. We'll just have to see which Wyoming team will show up on Saturday afternoon at 2 from the AA. We'll have that game for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be at Fresno State tomorrow. The Cowgirls are 6-1 in Mountain West play after a narrow three-point win over the Air Force back on Wednesday. Fresno State is 10-10 and overall, 3-4 and in league play, and that game starts at 2 p.m. Mountain Time tomorrow. Junior college basketball, the Casper College teams will host Western Wyoming from Rock Springs up. Uh, tomorrow at 2 and 4 p.m. at the T-Bird Gym. Gasper women have won eight in a row. They're 17 and 4, rated 23rd in the country. The T-Bird men are 12 and 9. The LCCC basketball teams will be in Riverton tonight to meet Central Wyoming. The LCCC ladies are 7 and 11, and the Golden Eagle men are 11 and 9. That's it in sports. There's a lot of changes happening at the end of this week, Frank. My favorite band, you know my favorite Wyoming band, Prairie Wildfire. Yes, where yeah. are they at? Okay, well, uh, they're no longer a band. What happened? Well, it makes sense because, you know, they, I was following them when they were just back in high school. They're all out of college now, and they have to start adulting. Oh, they yeah. need a job. Oh, uh, yeah. So now I do know that Sage, who has been you know, the, the person really that a lot of things in the band centered around, continues to work for the record label, and she will get a new backup band. Which will be called, oh. it's going to be called Sage and Prairie Wildfire. But the two other girls that were with her had to go, well, you know, life and adulting, Frank. You know, they can have a reunion tour and make lots of money one of these days. I hope so, because they put out a couple of CDs since I've been in Wyoming. And, of course, I have them autographed. So, one of my oh. favorite groups. Oh, all right. Thank you, Frank. Drive careful out there. Day. Yep. Yeah, no, I really, I just, I've always loved Prairie Wildfire Band. It's not as big as the Beatles breaking up, but still, I didn't want to see that. I knew it was coming, though. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sixth of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Friday, and I am so glad you made it. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Today's show is sponsored by Ice. It's water, but in a solid state. Caution: it may fall from the sky. And it hurts more when it falls from the sky in Wyoming because we're closer to the source. All right, so I did have Greg from Laramie call in. And he was talking illegal immigration. And I asked him for his explanation as to the problem that we have and what we do about it. And I don't want to go. I kept trying to get him away from don't tell me what caused the problem. We're here. We can hash out what caused the problem. He's talked about it before. And he and I completely disagree on what caused the problem. 
But here we are. We're here. What do you do about it to shut the border down? And then what do you do about it to, well, we got all millions of people here. What about that? Now, a lot of you didn't like Greg's answer. Now, if you want to call in about that, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-WOODS. Now, also, people texted me off the Wake Up Wyoming app, which you do, by the way. Go to your app store, downloads, just at your app store, type in Wake Up Wyoming, and boom, it downloads. It's free. One of the many things you can do is while I am on the air, you can touch chat and send me a text message. So, Chet and Yoder, nothing changed. Biden's just a liar. Jimbo in Wellington, Colorado, the only answer that Greg did give you for the problem was to legalize plant-based drugs, for example, marijuana, magic mushrooms. Unreal, he said. Mike and Casper, have the IRS signed them up for collecting taxes? Okay. I hadn't thought about that. So have them collect taxes or collect taxes from them? Rocky is in Colorado with a couple of questions. Hello, Rocky. Good morning, Glenn. Top of the morning to you. Yes, sir. I, uh, I love your program. I listen to it every morning. Uh, I'm a 72-year-old rancher from Rockport, Colorado. Okay. And um, you and me, we we think alike. I hate wind. I hate wind power. I hate elect. I hate solar panels. I hate electric cars. And our southern border, something needs to. I hope. Governor Gordon can close that sucker down because it's bad. Yeah, I don't but, think Governor Gordon can, but all right. Anyway, go ahead. No. Hey, uh, so I talked to Miss Mary. I offered to hire her to come build fence for me and Craig check cows. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, no, I, I love Glenn. He he treats me good. And oh. He tells the truth some of the time is what she actually yeah, told no, me. I, uh, that's, well, that would be true, especially because I like going back there and telling Miss Mary tall tales to see what she catches on about. So. Yeah, she said you embellished the truth quite a bit. Yes, that's my job. That's beside the point. Mm -hmm. Now, Glenn, I have three questions, and they're very important. I hope you know the answers to them. Okay. Um, Why do gorillas have big nostrils? Uh, (laughs) uh, They have big thumbs. Exactly. They got big fingers. You're the first guy that ever got that. You are smart. That's right, yeah. Okay. Now, if you get this one, I'll give you a lot of credit. Okay. I was in a bar the other day in um, downtown Cheyenne, and a tree walked in, and uh, he went up to the bartender, and he ordered a drink. Uh-huh. What, what drink did it, that tree order? Oh, Dad, see, now that I don't know the answer to. I don't know the joke. Well, it's root beer. Trees like root beer. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Now, I should have known that here's one. Here's the last one. Yeah. Here's the last one. Okay. I was I look a lot like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, physically, you know. Yeah. And I was a lifeguard in Southern California for many, many years. Of course, uh-huh. I had all these sorts of girls chasing me. Mm-hmm. You know, I resisted them, of course. But I there was a hippie there in Southern California that he I couldn't save him. Do you know why I couldn't save him? Mm-hmm. He was way too far out, man. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Rocky. Okay. I appreciate it. I love it when um, somebody says a joke. Oh, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine recently said when he was young, he wanted a physique, you know, a lot like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have you seen Arnold Schwarzenegger? Now both he and Arnold Schwarzenegger are old, and now he has that physique. So <laughs> is Micah still there to respond to Greg? There she is. All right. Thank you. Hi, Micah. Hi. Um, listening to Greg's call, 
I wish he had been at the little town meeting thing that um, Harriet Hageman had last week here in Cheyenne, because she was telling us that now the people coming through our borders, there are a bunch of cartel people right there, and they are vetting people. And it's basically the bullying thing mm. where, okay, you know, we, we will let you continue on and you can cross into the state, but, you know, you're going to have to be loyal to us. Right. And if they indicate that they're not, she said they literally just shoot them. Okay. So we are not getting sweet little, well, we might be getting sweet little people, but they've got a bunch of the bad guys right behind them, mm-hmm. you know, that are coercing them into the kinds of activities we do not need here. Yeah, there's uh, human trafficking, including child sex trafficking, and then, as you said, all of the drugs coming in. And then, of course, there's the rapists and murderers and, and entire cartels, which is an army essentially coming in. No, it's not all yeah. good. We have border for a reason, and we have border rules and laws for a reason. Right now, though, we're ignoring it. Imagine the diseases coming over. And let's see, uh, well, and H- I was just going to say, another yeah. thing that, that she brought out was um, she had also talked to farmers there. Yeah. And apparently, I believe it was through the FDA, because there's the agricultural department, but I think it's the FDA that's overseeing the part where if they come out and they see unwanted footprints yeah. in a farmer's field mm-hmm. and they just assume that it is from illegal immigrants the right. farmers now are required to chop out their crop a five foot um, parameter around that footprint yeah so she said if you've got somebody then going through an entire field yeah. that is a whole strip you know of a five foot perimeter which you know on both sides that's going to be 10 feet so she said you know the farmers are just really yeah, furious because it's taking away a lot of their crops too. That oh, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be feeding the people. Uh, R H from so. Wiggins, Colorado says, "Hey, Glenn, don't forget the terrorists." Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I would appreciate actually if you would have her back on to discuss those two parts that she okay. said at the town hall meeting, but I don't think she had time to get to it the other right. day. But I think that's definitely worthwhile for people to hear because I don't think they realize just how bad it is. Yeah. All right. Well, and for people, I know I didn't until I heard her yeah, say that. And well, it's like, what the heck, you know? For people like no. Greg, I would say if you really want to know, forget all the rhetoric you hear. Go there. Go to the border. Go there. Go to the worst possible place on the border and just watch. And then get yeah. back with us on that. Well, you know, and you are right. Greg isn't giving any solutions. He's not bringing anything to the table. He's not recommending who he would put down there, the amount of financing that he would put towards the situation. Yeah. How would he vet people coming in, whether it's for disease or age or this or that? You know, he's he's not offering a darn thing. All he's doing is just mouthing off his his dislike, which, you know, we probably all have in some form or another. Right. Yeah. But, you know, if you're not if you're not gonna bring up a couple of options to the table, why are you even making the phone call? Because all he's doing is taking up your time saying what, you know, half the country's saying anyway. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. And yes, you're right, Miss Mary. She did manage to get that one beep in there. There always has to be that one beep. Let me see. Paul in Fleming, Colorado. Lots of Colorado uh, 
messages this morning. I appreciate that. Paul in Fleming, Colorado. Good morning, Glenn. Greg apparently isn't aware of the military-age men coming from Asia, uh, Middle East, and Africa. I'm very confident they aren't Catholic and uh, will never be Republican. I've often thought, I do understand there are a lot of people who are coming over the border that are Catholics. What gets me, though, is, I, and I really think this, though, I really do think this, if we have the majority of these people voting Republican, then the Democrats will want to close down the border immediately. They'll be the first ones to put up a wall. Rose is in Casper. Hello, Rose. Hi, Glenn. I, I assume that you're fresh out of spoons down there. Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. If you need me to provide you one for the next time you want to carve your ears out, yeah. <laughs> I would oblige you. Yeah. That's just, it is really difficult, but I, I just sat there and let him talk to give you guys a chance to respond. You could hear what I think, but enough of that. I, you, I guess. Yeah, you hear what I that, think that all the time. That was major gaslighting and deflection going on Oh, there. my God, yeah, yeah. He really didn't. And no suggestion was ever offered. No. Okay. So, what would you do? First off, we're in the. Forget how we got here. We're in the situation now. So, let's go realistically here. First off, how do you shut down the border? Realistically, stop providing a reason for them to come. There's okay. no. There's no border uh, wall between us and Canada, and people aren't flooding into Canada. Right. I, you know, put put armed guards. You know, you could be you could be funding that. And that would be a a wage for somebody to to be on the border for one mm. thing. But what I really wanted to talk about here, you know, it's it's like the property tax thing. You know, people throw out there that the schools, oh, the schools are going to suffer. They, but they have no solution. And schools have seen an eighty one percent increase because of this property tax. Mm-hmm. And. So the, what, what do you expect? You expect your citizenry to just keep paying this and you're, you're not going to offer any solution to give them any break? You've got it, so let's keep it going on. Right. But I wanted to let you know that Tony Locke's town hall actually went rather well last night, uh, Glenn. I had people show up just strictly to sign the petition. Okay. And Harriet Hageman saw like 200 people over there and pretty much everybody over there signed. Okay, that's good. Okay, are you getting close to the number you need? We have over 27,000 signatures now. Okay, that, wow. that's a pretty good so number for one. we need 30,000 good, valid signatures, and then that event tomorrow is down at the Eagles. If people would please come out and sign, um, I'm giving up my birthday for everybody again. Okay. At 306 North Durban from 10 to 2. And she's talking Casper, for those who don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me know how it works out, Rose. All right. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah, sure. And see, I got another one here. Sage Grouse from Gillette. Determine who, what is funding the travel of these people to the border and cut off the funds. As far as those already in our country, deport them to Ukraine? Well, deport them anyway. Welcome to Wolf Radio. W-O-K-E is the top of the hour. And we're sponsored by Rainbow Mood Hair Color. The hair dye that changes your hair color depending on what's pissing you off now. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Twenty-four is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number eight 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 ninety-seven. 
W-O-O-D-S. So let me say some of the other comments I got to what Greg said about illegal immigrants. Jude and Mills, Trump policies work to stay in Mexico, Title 42. And Joe's first day in office receded everything that worked. Hey, you and Marbleton, Biden, Pelosi, and the Kennedys, and lots of other people are Catholics also. Well, okay. Just because they're Catholics doesn't mean they're going to vote Republican. <clears throat> Al in Hillsborough. Never give a way to work or become uh, citizens put in camps like Joe Aparo uh, uh, or Apollo. Um, uh, I'm saying the name wrong. I'm sorry. My my brain is jumbling up. Uh, make it a felony to be here illegally. I think it already is. All right. Greg from Cheyenne. How could, uh, how cold-blooded do you want to be on deportation? You could have them flown out on a boat in 737 or deported by DEI hires. All right. Well, it, yeah, that's a good question. How cold-blooded do you want to be? How do you get them out? Here's my thought, just so you know. But you can go ahead and jump in. Again, either send me a text on the Wake Up Wyoming app or triple eight ninety seven woods is the phone number either way. So, first off, as far as closing the border down, I was one of those and still tend to be one of those who say the you know, walls don't work. And the reason I know that is because I know some people who do the border security thing that go down to the border from time to time and they are frustrated because they're not allowed to do their job. And one of them was telling me, she was telling me about this uh, fence that was part of the wall that was put up by Trump. And as I said to you at the time, doesn't matter if we build it from coast to coast, they're going to get over it, under it, around it, and through it. And what she told me is they went right through it. It looks like someone took an acetylene torch and just carved a door in there, and they're just coming through. And when our side closed up the door, they just reopened it. So in a temporary solution, I like what Governor Abbott's doing. Temporarily. We need people down there and barriers. That's temporarily. But then also, uh, I like that Title 42 idea, you know, and then let's make sure if they do come over the border... The idea that is they're not going to get all sorts of nice, fun, free stuff. There's nothing here for them. They're not going to get anything from our government. They're not going to get a job. There's nothing here. If you want to come to America, I'm all for it. We have a process for a reason. I do think the process needs to be streamlined a bit, but we have a process for a reason. Okay. Now... This ought to be a really interesting. I was thinking the other day, I would love to get Judy and Greg on the stage together and just let them sit down and debate. And man, and I would have to be like a referee jumping in between them from time to time. Hey, Jude. Oh, I would love that. Any day, any time, anywhere. <clears throat> I want to know what he's smoking first because... Mm-hmm. uh I know this much. When uh, Trump was in office, we didn't have much pro- problem with the border. We had a little bit. They were still critiquing some things, but that Title 14 or 42 remain in Mexico worked. Uh, Mexico's president put 28,000 troops on the border uh, at his own expense because he didn't want uh, Trump to put some uh, tariffs on uh, Mexico for transporting items over the, over the border. Um, secondly, if you notice, all of these people that are coming over right now are military-age boys and 
Not a lot of family members. Uh, they're wearing Nike shoes and they have cell phones. Mm-hmm. They get $5,000 uh, debit card when they get here. And it's coming from the Soros Group and Catholic Church. I hate to say this. And the NGOs all get $10,000 a head for each one they bring over. Secondly, I'm... Um, better be see, quick. Uh, I'm coming up on that hard break. Okay, okay. Uh, like uh, Micah said, everything she said was correct. Um, I want to wish Rose happy birthday. How's that for short? All right, that sounds good. Thank you for calling, Jude. Have a great weekend. Coming up on some local business. And so you know, a hard break means when we get to the bottom of the hour here, the computer takes over and plays news on your local radio stations. And there's nothing I can do about that. We'll pick up this topic and others on the other side. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. 9.36 of time. Welcome back to the program. If you went anywhere, I'm assuming during that news and information break, you got up and went to the toilet or something like that. Brad Buckner's on the phone. Morning, Brad. Hola, senor. Hey, Taco Grande. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, down here in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, beautiful sunny day. It's about 70, blue sky. Yeah. Uh, water's calm, and it is time. It's coming up on time for mm-hmm. the uh, Laramie Peak Fire Zone annual poker run. That's a big fundraiser. And uh, Laramie Peak, by the way, is about 14 miles north and about 25, approximately, miles west of Wheatland, Wyoming. Um, you know, in May, uh, Memorial Day weekend, the uh, 25th, that's a Saturday, okay, that's the poker run. You can go to org and check out our uh, site there and get all the pertinent information. And that's on Saturday, the 25th of May. Uh, it's $40 for a poker hand. You can buy as many poker hands as you want to because all poker hand money donation uh, goes to help the fire zone. Um, you got to be registered by 11 on Saturday. You can register and pay uh, on Friday night from, I think, about 4 till 7. And then Saturday morning from 7 uh, until 11. Your poker hand has to be in and registered by 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, there are prizes. There are uh, giveaways. There's raffles, door prizes, uh, auctions, all proceeds go to the fire hall. No paid employees at the fire hall, except for once in a while, we have to hire the state forester mechanics to come in and do the heavy lifting. Um, and we have to pay them, but we got tires and trucks, diesel and, uh, radios. I mean, my gosh, today, a radio, uh, just a handheld type radio is $5,000. Um, so it's it's kind of tough for us to pay all the bills. This is uh, our biggest annual fundraiser of the year. We do have the buffalo hunt. We can talk about that later. But uh, please consider either going to org and donating or get your information and attend the poker run, uh, you know, bikes, motorcycles, side-by-sides, Jeeps, pickups, uh, quads, uh, it's all dirt road. It's all up in the mountains, uh, forest service logging roads, um, you know, some county road stuff, 
Uh, it's an awful lot of fun. A meal comes with each poker hand. You can buy extra meals for $10. Um, we always serve good food. It's a lot of fun. A lot of stuff going on all day long at the fire hall. So please support okay. us. Go to fire, LaramiePeakFireZone.org and get your pertinent information. All right. Thank you for calling in, Brett. Keep us up to date on that. So, okay, folks, that's how you get a hold of them, and it is for a good cause because it helps support that fire department. We do that every single year. All right. <clears throat> I did this at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to do it for you people who join me later. There is a Missouri senator in the Missouri House of or, or House and Senate, not not on the national level, who has thought about bringing back the idea of dueling and suggested it because he's had a disagreement with a Democrat. This guy's a member of the Freedom Caucus. And he's had a disagreement with a Democrat and he suggested the idea of bringing back dueling, which is now illegal. And so this morning, in the 6 o'clock hour, we had a nice long discussion about bringing back dueling, which I think in a lot of ways would solve a whole lot of problems. Especially bring down the amount of rhetoric. I mean, if any time somebody just became an obnoxious jerk, whether in politics or on television, whatever the case is, and you could challenge him to a duel, and it was legal, the number of people who would want to duel would, well, not a whole lot. Some people do. Not a whole lot of people do. And so a lot of people would start watching their words because... They might get challenged to a duel if they're an obnoxious jerk. Now, with today's Internet, social media, a lot of people hide behind social media and say all sorts of outrageously obnoxious things because they know nothing bad is ever going to happen to them. But I'd like to fix that little problem. So even on social media, you can challenge someone to a duel. If they don't accept it, there needs to be penalties. I am with this guy. Now, he said we should bring back dueling tongue-in-cheek. I looked at it and thought, you know, it might be a great way to solve some problems out there. Now, it just depends on how you want to do it. Do you want to do sword duels or do you want to bring out uh, the old-fashioned you know, flintlock pistols and do it that way? Although many people this morning said, bring out the swords. It's more fun to watch. And those old pistols, do you really want to waste the bullet? Because those things can be expensive. And some people, you want to get into a duel, you just want to shoot them in general. But you don't want to waste the money on the bullet. It's just not worth your time. It's much more satisfying to run them through with a sword. However you guys would like to do it is fine with me. But uh, even though this guy was kidding when he said it, um, the more I think about it, the more I think... You know, it would bring down the level of rhetoric in this country because right now people say the dumbest things just to be outrageous, just to get a reaction from other people. That wouldn't happen if you could challenge them to a duel like the good old days. So just think about it this weekend. I'm tossing that out there as something that we might want to go back to just, you know, to help save the Republicans, shut some people up. 942, wake up one. Local and mobile across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 948 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino. I assume you're in Laramie by now. 
Yes, I'm in Laramie at the field house on the campus of the University of Wyoming. It's packed for the Sidor Express, dude. Yeah, I, okay. I know. I, I believe it would be. Okay. Now, uh, some people, Frank, like to tease their friends on social media, as you know, right? Yes. Amateurs. There's a guy in Montana who has a picture of his friend, who is friend, good-looking picture of his friend, smiling and all of that. He rented a billboard, and on the billboard in front of the entire town, in huge letters, it says, "This is Troy. Troy sucks at fishing." Ah. <laughs> now, <laughs> I mean, he could have taken the easy way out. And he could have just posted a picture and made a meme out of it and just put it up on social media, right, Frank? Why? Yeah, but how much did that? How much did that cost him? Does it matter? This is like up in your game. What is Troy going to do in response? He's going to spend more money than his friend. I, well, that's possible. Either way, his friend has now upped the game to the point that Troy's going to have a hard time living his down. In fact, that billboard's going to be talked about for the rest of Troy's life. And it'll be all over the Internet, all over the world. And radio shows will talk about it with their sports guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he, whatever money he spends, it's, he's already got it made. Yeah. His investment yeah. okay. is made. Yeah, so I would say that's totally worth it. And think about how good of a friend is it that your friend has decided to actually put out money to give you a hard time? Because we all give our friends hard times, right? You know, someone. Yeah, I want to do it for free. Yeah, you know, someone likes you when they give you a hard time about things like, well, you really suck at fishing, and they tell jokes about you sucking at fishing and things like that. But when they go through, I think the only way really to up the game, the billboard was great. Take out a radio or a television ad. <laughs> imagine, and then you could hear it, hear it for weeks. Yes, imagine a uh, thirty or sixty second television commercial showing everybody how much Troy sucks at fishing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm just trying to think. Get, some people would say, but that's going to cost, like you just did, that's going to cost me some money. Totally worth it, Frank. I think so. And, and um, matter of fact, if the guy sucks at hunting, we can do another one. Uh, see? There he goes. Okay. The, the only thing that Troy could do is if he could find some kind of a funny way to come back, you know, then you know, then he can up the game, and now it's really on. But I think Troy already lost his round. I'm just saying. Okay, it's a long day. High school indoor track here in Laramie at the Fieldhouse. The uh, 307 meet is underway. Eleven teams taking part in this, including the three Cheyenne schools, Laramie and Kelly Walsh, Burns, Pine Bluffs is here too, and I think we got some Latrona folks here as well. So it's underway, and this will go on pretty much all day. This is the second indoor. This is the second week of the indoor track season. High school wrestling, the big round on tournament getting underway in Burlington today. It's an all-class event, really the de facto state championships. Forty schools involved, and in winning this deal is a big feather in the cap on the boys' side. Latrona is a Noah Sides, won the Ron Thon title last year, as well as Kelly Walsh and Dylan Sorensen. On the girls' side, Glen Ross, Jillian Holman won last year, as well as Cheyenne Central's Meadow Pink. So that goes on all day today and all day tomorrow in Riverton at the high school and at the middle school. High school basketball to the match today statewide tomorrow, trying 4A boys and girls. Sheridan will be in Latrona at Latrona and Casper. Rock Springs will be in Casper to take on Kelly Walsh. Cheyenne needs to play Cheyenne Central tonight. At the story, Jim, and 3A Glenrock would be at Newcastle. 
In 2A, Burns will be at Lingle, and Pine Bluffs will be at Lust. In 1A, D-Boys will be at Midwest, and Arvada Claremont will be at KC. Men's College Basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys, will host number 24, Colorado State, at 2 p.m. The folks with 3-3 and at Mountain West play after getting drilled by San Diego State on Tuesday, so they kill the 9 overall. CSU is 15-4. and four. They sit at 3-3 three and three after losing to Nevada the last time out. It'll be a 2 p.m. start from the AA, and we'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Lillardy on Saturday. Women's College Basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be at Fresno State tomorrow. The Cowgirls are 6-1 in Mountain West play after beating Air, beating Air Force by 3 on Wednesday. Fresno State comes in at 10-10 and 10 overall, 3-4 and four in league play. That will start at 2 p.m. tomorrow Mountain Time. And in junior college basketball, the Casper College team goes Western Wyoming from Rock Springs tomorrow at 2 and 4 p.m. Casper women have won eight in a row. They're 17 and 4, rated 23rd in the country. Peter men are 12 and 9. The LCCC basketball teams will be in Riverson tonight to meet Central Wyoming. The LCCC ladies are 7 and 11, and the Golden Eagle men are 11 and 9. And that's it for sports. Okay, so when you're done here, you head all the way back to Casper, right? Yeah, it, yeah, you know, it, 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 uh, there's some light snow here. I mean, light, light snow, not, not too bad. You know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make it. God, I haven't been here in a, in a while. Laramie is like a construction zone. Oh, yeah. They're, re, they're reworking oh, the yeah. stadium, and then they're building another building over uh-huh. on the land. And like, well, in God, fact, uh, a couple of months ago, I was going through there. In fact, I went up to Medicine Bow through there. And that stretch from Laramie to Bosler, on the way out of Laramie anyway, I had to go around quite a few things. In fact, some of the downtown area in Laramie was all torn up last I was there. You know what? I like construction. Okay. As long as they don't drive through it. Yeah, so there you go. Drive around. All right, thank you, Frank. No, there's quite a bit going on construction-wise in Laramie right now, which it's manageable. It really is. But just where you're used to driving through, yeah, forget about it. You have to go around all of that. But it's manageable anyway. I guess the work needed to get done. Have a great weekend, folks. Coming up on some local business and news times, Wake Up Wyoming.